Sam, I've got a proposition for you. Are you ready? I love propositions. You have two choices. What kind? Would you rather, would you rather have uh-huh. bionic arms that Ooh. are so heavy that you need to work out five hours a day to maintain the strength? So okay. Five hours working out in the gym every day just to maintain every the strength day. to be able to hold them. Or bionic. There's going to be a lot of raw, like, chicken and protein shakes just to, to make up. True. That. True. Yep. Although, I mean, in a synthetic world where, you know, it's probably all just in a pill anyway. You just, t- yeah. it's, all, it's all fine. Um, or bionic. The gym for five hours. Or bionic legs that never stop moving. So even when you're, you want to sleep, you're sort Ooh. of walking around on them and you can sleep. There's like back support, but you are always on the move and you can slow it down. You can slow it down oh. to like a, a walking pace and a, you can, you can plot a navigation. So it's just around your room. <laughs> Um, I'm, <laughs> I just walk in circles. Imagine <laughs> the calories you'd burn. Jeez. Well, would I'd you be, burn I'd any if it's bionic legs? <laughs> oh, if it's bionic, of course, yeah. <laughs> I also wonder, like, I thought you when you said they, they're constantly moving. I was thinking, oh, do I have just like the jitters in my legs? Like I can just keep bouncing my knee up and down, <laughs> like <laughs> taking it in turns, like one leg than the other. Like, you know, when people are restless and they're just yeah, like, yeah. it's really restless annoying when you're on the bus syndrome. and you see them. It's, yeah, and they're like, they're vibrating from the waist down. That's why I got a standard <laughs> desk. You should, you should see my feet. Uh, they're, what's, um, they're Irish dancing. Calloused. Calloused and ruined. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop walking. Yeah. This podcast has been on the move for the past two years. Honestly, I've thought about getting a, a bottom treadmill bar. You can get like treadmill bits to go underneath your desk so you can walk at the same time mm-hmm. and get your steps up. Was this all just a fancy way to say that you've got a standing desk now? Was, this, uh, was that the whole lead? So Sam, I've got a standing desk. <laughs> It's, it's very oh funny. my god! And um, how many bionic parts are in this standing desk? <laughs> Plenty. I had to put it together myself as well. I've, I'm well impressed. I've got motors and things underneath. I was, I was oh well proud of myself. It really um, does sound like you've uh, taken your old desk and really just chromed it the fuck out. <laughs> I see what you did there. Can we have an answer, by the way, to arms or legs before we move on? I would probably go arms because nice. the inconvenience of uh, the legs, the walking around, I think would mm. drive me mental. Like I like to sit down and watch shows, binge watch shows and play video games. And if I'm walking all the time, that's going to make that very uncomfortable to do unless I'm wearing like yeah. wearable screens. So I'd go for the arms, even though, and you know, it's an excuse for self-improvement. I'm going to go work out, get some muscle, yeah. get like, I don't know. I think, I think you, you, you change your schedule, don't you? You go like five till eight in the morning, you get up really early do three hours work at, working out. And then by eight, it's just a normal day. You go, you come home late at night, you do another couple of hours and you're sorted for the day. You just yeah, build it around your schedule. I like your thinking. All right. Thanks. Well, let's get into some bionic people doing bionic things. All right, let's do it in three, two, one. Hello, weebs, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Animaverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is our novice, Will. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anniverse. Um, we're going to talk about some anime today, as we always do. Uh, I've never Damn heard man. of this show, really. Um, actually, I've heard of this in terms of its context. Um, like, or the wider s- context around it. What well, just like, like by. a cyberpunk aesthetic, rather than um, the sh- this is a show, or even a game. Hmm. Um, or a so tabletop I, RPG. Tabletop RPG. Yes. 
That's where it comes from. That's the 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 starting point of everything that we will be talking about today it comes from a tabletop RPG from I think the mid eighties, late nineties. Okay, see, this is all just bringing everything together. Um, so completely be uh, benounced, benounced. What's the word? Unbeknownst, unbeknownst to me. Um, if you if you benote something, it probably means that you know of it. You be knowing it. <laughs> that, that's my... I, I be knowing it. <laughs> I be knowing it. Um, so uh, completely unbeknownst to me, um, I listened to a podcast by Jazza called Tabletop Time a few years yeah. ago. I've mentioned this to you specifically about them doing, and I think I did it on air. So people were probably like smacking their foreheads when I was talking about it before. Um, like he he runs a, a, a game set in cyberpunks in the sort of cyberpunk world and um Mm -hmm. creates their own characters and everything and does a an audio um yeah like playthrough um yeah and in my head using the tabletop cyberpunk stuff yeah and i didn't really know what that was i thought that this was a a, a unique world that they'd sort of created and had no idea the wider zeitgeist uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or what it was so uh, i yeah probably gave them a lot more credit than they deserve but it was really good and i've actually downloaded the um link the links again because i want to re-listen to it now that i have a bit of context now you've got some about. more context around what yeah. cyberpunk is oh very nice yeah yeah so for those of you who've probably seen the title and can pick up on context clues uh, today we are going <laughs> to be talking about uh, cyberpunk edge runners a netflix anime that dropped only a couple of weeks ago as of the time of recording. So this is hot off the press, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you haven't been here before, we usually talk about the first three episodes of a show. Um, today we're doing the first five because uh, why not? It's only a 10-part series and we yeah. thought we could do five this week and five next week. We did contemplate doing all 10 in a row. And it's not to eke out content. It's just having the time <laughs> to watch all 10 in a week to between get recording. Through. <laughs> i don't know man you say that like i'll get into it later about my watching habits for this show um, okay but i mean yeah you binge yeah. series like the like you're eating bowls of cereal though to be fair they just go down like an absolute treat i really don't like cereal i just you know it never really spoke to me what like the sugary stuff was good but then, i like i yeah. had you <laughs> i had you pegged all over for a cereal boy like just Come out, quick man. Bowl of, bowl of cereal, like, like especially uni days, just can't be asked to cook. Bowl of cereal, two bowls of cereal, three bowls of cereal, I'm done. I think I, I, think I just stopped eating when I was like, I, I kind of got past <laughs> uni and I was like, I can't spend any of my money unless I'm going to Lidl to buy the six pound bag of frozen oh, chicken tuna, breasts. Pa- tuna so pasta, mate, was like, the way forward. Just bags of pasta, tins of tuna. Fried egg sandwiches, boom. <laughs> I had brown sauce sandwiches, <laughs> it got to that point. Just two oh, slices of bread wow. and loads of brown sauce. I had one the other day, actually, and it took me back. It was class. I, stu- I still fired some neurons. You're just like, I'm, I'm back in the day. Yeah. I'm here. Uh, Shall we talk about time. cyberpunk? Yeah, let's, let's talk about cyberpunk. Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do what we came here to do. Yeah. All right. I'm good. So welcome, Tumba, to Night City, a metropolitan nightmare of corporations gone wild poverty gone wild and corruption gone even wilder a setting that again like we said at the top was inspired by the tabletop game uh, of the same name 
which has been recently been rebooted into Cyberpunk Red as a modernized uh, version. It's also, I don't know if you heard about the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 uh, mm. for last and current gen consoles, but it was the new project by CD Projekt Red that was meant to be the Witcher Killer, the solution to the fact that they'd made one of the best games ever, and this was going to be the new definitive open world experience for the next generation to come. And it flopped really hard. Oh, really? It was Was this the 2020 version? It didn't work. Yes. So it launched in an almost unfinished state, despite the creators having crunched massively to get this game out to market. It's well documented. If you're even slightly into video games, you'll have at least heard of Cyberpunk 2077 in some regard. So when... Unless you're me. Unless you're Will. And you put your head in the sand and you just go, nope, sounds like a not my problem. It's not FIFA. I'm not playing it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So when, at the time of the game being released, it was announced that Studio Trigger um, was going to be adapting Cyberpunk for a short anime series. Hello? <laughs> Sam's just looked at my face. I have just realised, and I'm almost crying at how I didn't even do anything, that I can drag my new I can drag my mouse from my MacBook to over to my Mac and into and use both screens. Honestly, it looks like he's having a religious experience. Like, folks. can I drag this? <laughs> no, that would be dangerous. I'm not going to drag a, an entire um, or like a garage band recording over. Oh. But, like from oh, that's one so cool like i can, I can use both screens at the same time which is exactly what i wanted to be able to do i didn't know i could do it brilliant okay sorry carry on now you're thinking like a net runner yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry, so when on. uh the video game came out it was the, it was the big thing it was overhyped to all hell but it was broken and then uh, netflix and trigger announced that they were going to be coming and doing an anime adaptation not adaptation but an anime story set in the same universe as the game and everyone went what why why are you doing that trigger you've never ever done licensed stuff before you mostly just make really bombastic things oh no to be fair they did do licensed stuff as you happily sent me the message they did the star wars visions episode yeah i was well proud of myself i was so happy i I was was so happy i sent some a video uh message of me coming to this realization that I'd actually become a weeb and could recognize a studio. Although I couldn't name said stupid studio. Um, I, I was watching, it was right at the beginning of episode one when the whole fight things going on with the, um, yeah, what, what, what are they called? Uh, the Cyber psycho. Um, mm. yeah. And just the, the animation was so blocky and so sharp and dynamic and the colors and everything. It just reminded me of that star Wars visions episode. And so I put it in my notes and then I just happened to see at the end of the episode, it was by Studio Trick. I was like, I know that studio and I know Star Wars Visions How have I know multiple studio? studios working on every episode or studio working on every episode. And I looked it up and I was like, ah, I am correct. Yeah. This is his big epiphany moment. I was really, really happy to get that video through because he <laughs> looked so happy. I, I like, genuinely did that. It's Trigger, it's Trigger. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> so yeah, so... It was a bit of a bizarre pairing, this game that had come out and disappointed hundreds of thousands of people and an anime studio that's beloved for their bombastic action and generally pretty good anime. They're known for Darling in the Franks, they're known for Kill la Kill. The same team worked on Tengen Top of Gurren Lagann. They had a bit of a misstep with Darling in the Franks, but not a lot of people 
tend to come back to that one. We'll get to that eventually, but that was with them paired up with A1. Okay. So coming into this, we have a cyberpunk-themed world that's already been established in the game with a brand new set of characters coming to Night City and the stylistic designs and directorial choices of the guy who brought us some of the best mecha and um, action anime of the past 20 years almost. Okay. So great pedigree. Everything was great pedigree, but also still a very bizarre choice. Like how much were the original studio going to be involved? How much creative control were they going to get? And the answer was they got to do everything. (laughs) (laughs) They just did what they wanted. And the, they did absolutely what they wanted. There, there's an article that's been going around recently about the character Rebecca, okay. who is this quite um, cute-looking, uh, short, angry ball of murder. And <laughs> CD Projekt Red said, ah, well, we don't think that her design really fits with the vibe of Night City, about this being like a dark and depressing place. And Trigger went, she stays. Yeah. <laughs> she stays or we riot. <laughs> And they're like, you know what? Fine. Okay. She says. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So are any of these characters linked to the game or to anything else? Yes. Um, so our main protagonist, David Martinez, um, was mentioned in the base game. Um, he has a drink named after him uh, in one of the bars. And it talks about how um, there was this, wow, there's a- this young punk who's out there and he uses the San, San, San Devistein. Uh, like when he fights and Falco as well turns up uh, in the game uh, too. So which one was Falco? Seeds were planted early. He's not uh, on my list of characters. The, he's the driver. the driver. He's the driver. He is only in it a little bit in the first five episodes. Uh, okay. Right. Um, okay. So yeah. So if a cyberpunk setting, a wild cast of characters and studio trigger being allowed to run wild with a licensed IP sounds like you might be interested, then maybe cyberpunk will be the show for you and we'll jump into talking a bit more about it and picking apart the first five episodes this time around yeah okay let's do it so the first five episodes yeah so i've still only got notes on the first three because we didn't decide to do that until last minute so we'll just wing it um so the first five episodes what happens well it's all based around david as you said D, as his mum calls him, who is this wrong side of the tracks kid who lives in, what's it called? Night City, did you say? Night City. It's an original name, that, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Oh, wow. It's a city at night. (laughs) Hey, the sun's rising. Day City now? How's this work? Yeah. Um, So he he lives in Night City. is it so? Oh God, I've got so many questions in the tabletop in, in the in the world in general. Um, okay, is Night City the only city? Is it all done in Night no. City, or do, is it does it expand into a world outside of that? Typically, cyberpunk stories take place in Night City because that's like the the boiling pot of the entire world. You've yeah. got every culture every um ethnicity all come to night city to try and make a name for themselves okay. to try to climb the corpo ladder and- i guess my question is is there backstory and law to what how nice and i'm sure there will be <laughs> and we don't have to get into it i don't <laughs> want to get into it we haven't got time um but like is there like backstory and law to how night city became night city and like what is outside of it and sort of like what the rest of the world is like? absolutely yeah okay basically 
everything's fucked. Okay, yeah. um, the corporations, uh, they mention it briefly later in the series, like the fourth corporation war. Oh, like, right. Okay. Basically, miss, miss that. yeah, capitalism has basically fucked the entire planet. Mm. And okay. the only surviving bastions are big mega cities like Night City. So I there's a it. few of them, but as we see it, throughout the show, outside of Night City t- tends to be a bit of a wasteland. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, it's it's such a, a, a fun, a, a fun, like dystopian future to play with. Um, post post apocalyptic, as you would probably say. Yeah, we um, got one. So so finally. <laughs> so David is uh, yeah the wrong side of the tracks. He's a bit of a um, an outsider. He's poor. He goes mm-hmm. to a posh rich boy school because his mum works every hour under the sun in order to pay for his tuition. Um, Yep. There's so many moments throughout this series where they drop lingo and terminology that is has just gone way over my head, but they seem to have some sort of user interface thing that they need to subscribe to and pay updates for um in mm, order to, to at the school, a- yeah, access the like learning materials and um he 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 keeps getting into shit with his peers because they look down on him effectively and it's mm. the proper it's a very cliche sort of narrative where mum and dad work two jobs to give them the life they never had um single parent yeah um and yeah david ends up in a car accident which is sort of seems unrelated to any it seems very accidental although it is sort of tonight city yeah yeah it's just one of those things that happens in night city um he gets caught up in a a sort of a, a gang warfare i guess um driving down the highway and mum ends up dying. And there's so much emphasis on the fact uh, that it's so hard living in Night City without finance because... If yeah. If you don't have the right insurance packets. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Um yeah like if you don't have the right insurance then the medical teams won't pick you up in the right way they'll just leave you for the uh the basic emergency packages yeah um if your vitals go south whilst you're being treated but you don't have the advanced packages then they'll just leave you yeah it's insidious in the way that everything ties back to uh ties back to money yeah uh euro dollars or eddies as they call it in the show yeah and how David, now bereft of his mother, has none of that. He's no. got no money, no future because he's um, blown up any options he has at school. And he's he's in a rut, basically. Yeah, and he... Until? Until he finds... Well, he finds it pr- prematurely, to be honest, and doesn't do anything with it at, at the beginning. But he, he finds... What are they called? Come on, you're going to have to help me with the terminology. The Sandevastan. Sandevastan. Is the... Ne- is the name of the one that David has equipped, but yes. the broader term is cyberware. Sandevas or Chrome, if you're using the uh, the lingo. I did want to just quickly throw back. You said that there's a lot of lingo and stuff that they throw around. Yeah, and that's something I really love because all of the like calling people Chumba or Chum mm. or talking about Chrome and cyberpsychosis and se- like saying that something that's really good is is Nova. Yeah, this is all terminology that comes from the games. And okay comes from the tabletop and they've incorporated it in like naturally like yeah people say it and it's like when you hear it you go oh i don't know that one but by episode 
three or four yeah when people are throwing the terms around you kind of you're on board with it now and you kind of get it which it feels more lived in which is incredible when you think that this is anime because anime would be like oh that's so nova oh what does nova mean oh nova means really cool you know how do you not know that it's like oh great thanks how do you not know that nova is the best thing ever yeah expositing and explaining every little thing so the audience gets it um yeah, so it's quite brave because if you're trying to get a new audience, I guess this potentially is a fan project for fans. So you might not, that might not be your prime, you, you, your, your main goal is to appease fans. Um, mm. So potentially that's one reason why they've done it. But for new people coming on, it, it's, it is when you have no context of it whatsoever, there is quite, it is quite heavy with that sort of lingo and it does take a bit mm. of getting used to. Um, and you sort of and do. I will say, yeah. I was mm. just going to say, I, I I tended to just obviously things like the Nova stuff that that I picked that up. Um, that was fine, and it's not got any real impact. But a lot of the technical stuff, I sort of just let wash over me a little bit. And you know, I pick up the gist, mm. but I can't remember any of the terms. So if you, you'll have to help me if I sort of like just mumble about stuff. Oh, I was going to say one of uh, one of the criticisms i do have is especially episode one when they kind of bring you into the world i I think the first episode strikes a very good balance of visual storytelling about the setting that david lives in Mm. when he's walking to school and he's got that awesome uh backing track behind him but then it kind of goes the other way when they're in the car with his mum and his mum's like, but I work two jobs and I'm doing it because I love yeah, you. And, yeah. you know, why Why have I been putting in all this effort? And she like kind of overexposits yeah. in that moment. But then it's balanced by the tragedy that happens afterwards and how amazing. Yeah, potentially that whole arc is a little bit rushed because they've, they've yeah, crammed definitely. in that exposition in order to give it weight later on. I mean, it should, shouldn't mm. need much weight. Is is his mother, but they've sort of built it up so that we can get right. She's going to die here. We want her to die here, so we need to make sure that the scene is set right as quickly mm. as possible. So, yeah, potentially that's. A she's bit only of had criticism. like one bit. Of sc- yeah, she's only had one bit of screen time before now, where it's like, oh, she's and we get it at that mm. point. She's yeah. sleeping on the sofa in her jacket because she's been working nonstop and they can't afford to even run one load of laundry. Like we get it. They're poor. She's busting her ass to send the kid to a prep school where he doesn't fit in. Yeah. We're already there. I don't think we needed her to re-emphasize that so much before yeah. she died. Yeah. And like, we get it later on hard. with when he confronts the bully or the bully confronts him and he, he mm. says, Oh, it's not because you're poor. It's not because you haven't got this. It's not about that. So like, the, again, I mean, it didn't feel forced that, but if you're going to do that again, that again, mm. we know that he's poor. We know that. So like, we don't yeah. need it. We don't need it coming from all angles. We we get it. He's, mm. he's scum. I love the scene with the, with the bully, oh. like in the alleyway. <laughs> like, I know that he, like, because again, it's in a school corridor, here, like, it? Because there are lockers there. Or, oh no, there are toilets uh, there. There's lockers but they're like yeah they're more like lose yeah. and uh like because there's people throwing up and sifting through the garbage <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. and I, I i just love it because he's like i i have no issue yeah i've got no issue with people who are poor you're coming just a up dick coming a, a corpo <laughs> you just got a bad attitude yeah and you you blew up my cyberware yeah it's actually kind of expensive yeah yeah so now i'm gonna go bruce lee on your ass and i'm just gonna start going, what the 
<laughs> yeah, it's um, it's so good. Did, it's, did you watch it, the dub? Yeah, yeah, of course I watched the dub. Mm. Yeah, dub's dude, quality. I saw the dude who voiced him on Twitter being like, "Oh yeah, I I said, can I just do a JoJo noise?" <laughs> and they said yes, <laughs> so he just did that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know what JoJo is, so um, that's fine. But um, so yeah, that scene was really cool. I love the whole idea of you know you've got this matrix level i'm just going to plug in download kung fu or don't download mma um what does he call it mma freeware um yeah now i can just (laughs) kick your ass because that's how like surely he would need i don't know some cybertronics in his body in order to do what he does as well doesn't he because he's got his hands Oh, he, shit, he takes yeah. the piss out of David for saying. Oh, so is it like nerves potentially? Because they're, 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 it's not metallic or anything. So it almost looks like it's more of a organic mm. bio. So the cyberware in this setting can vary. It can vary from things being like um, organic um, or not organic. You know what I mean? Like uh, bionic muscle fiber stuff. Yeah. Just straight up just bits of steel that pop out of your shin or a fully working gun. Yeah, in your arm, like yeah. the cyberware is as varied as people have the imagination to come up with it. Yeah, and that's something that makes it really compelling. It's like, oh, we meet a new character. Oh, this guy's got massive hands. I wonder what he uses those for. Oh, this person's got like he's massive. He's huge. So he's clearly got like tougher metal, like to bulk himself out. Mm. And there's a there's. The series starts talking about the line between how much chrome that you apply to yourself yeah, and how that leads to your mind degrading because it can't handle the amount of feedback. Mm. And we yeah. see this with the very opening scene with the cyber psychos and people start talking about with um, the, the doc says, oh, it's putting a lot of strain on you. You need to make sure that you're careful with it. And that's a, like an underlying theme that runs throughout. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, thinking back to the cyberpunk um, tabletop thing that I was listening to, I remember they kept having to take medication um, regularly mm. in order to sort of maintain their cyberware. Um, well, not maintain it, but, you know, like, yeah. To keep themselves on the, the yeah. up and up. Yeah, and we see that with David when Lucy uh, takes him to Ripperdoc. Um, he gives him two days worth of uh, neurosuppressors yeah which are there to kind of keep him on the well then main being overloaded then main gives him like a, a month's supply doesn't he just um yeah as part of the crew after the job yeah after the job um what did you think of the crew i think it's fun like they they seem they seem well lived in like you know they seem real it doesn't seem like they've just gone uh, they're all very different they look very aesthetically pleasing when they're all lined up in a badass formation um so you guys are cyberpunks yeah yeah <laughs> yeah title drop yeah um I, what, what, they're very you can tell they're very designed very silhouette so that you can sort of identify them very quickly um I, i've got i think i think they're all fun yeah they're all they've all got their unique ways i mean like um the pilar guy he's um very creepy mm-hmm like very yep. a degenerate sometimes you do think though why <laughs> well <laughs> why is why how is i'd love to see his journey that he's thought these 
these cyberware upgrades are the way to go for him because <laughs> they're not like mm. that appealing. I feel like if you've got an option, I'd be going other ways. But to be fair, we see him his, his lightning reactions and stuff. Like there's obviously certain reasons behind the upgrades. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Why? What are your thoughts? Are these completely yep. new sort of characters in general? Aren't they? So they're not like it's not like they've ripped off other characters from the game or anything like that. Yeah, it's a completely original um, cast coming into this story. Um, I think the heaviest inspiration you could kind of go for is with Main. He's very much like Barrett from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Down to like having the big gun arm and being the big burly guy who keeps the team together. But yeah, I, I you like see the that dynamic. so much, I think... though, don't you, in things like this? There's, there's always that guy. Yeah. The guy who's keeping the team together and being the mentor and kind of holding the group like back from the fixers as well when the fixer comes in and it's clear that this guy means trouble but main's the middleman between it so that the main group don't have to deal with that kind of stuff mm. he shoulders that yeah i yeah. yeah definitely he does um i liked it i think um some other people i've talked to uh, who have watched the show as well have said that they felt the characters were introduced too quickly and we don't know enough about them but i think episode four i think when we get like almost the whole episode is like a montage of David joining the crew and going on various yeah. little jobs. I really like that. Yeah. I think that it built up a good level of camaraderie between everybody. We get what their personalities are like and we see David kind of being brought in, being brought on board. He's like, he's learning the ropes. And so he's a bit shaky here and there, but he, he does his best. And in a cyberpunk setting, and we'll talk about this because episode four as well has maybe the most cyberpunky um twist ever right um regarding uh Pilar. <laughs> having him find this level of happiness and found family in night city where at any given moment you can die and not in a good way mm. like the city chews people up and spits them out you live fast, you die young. There's no such thing as a good death. And this is exemplified when David finally finds this happiness that he's lost after his mother's died and his rent's falling behind and everything else. And just as they're all finally getting along, in the most mon- almost mundane and just out of left field random way, Pilar just gets shot in the face. Mm. Graphically, from four different angles that trigger animated in remarkably gory detail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And David's shook up by this. But the people around him kind barely of go, ba- okay, this is a, Yeah. Because they understand that this is the world. Yeah. This is this is where they live. This is what happens when you're a cyberpunk. This is what happens when you're an edge runner. You expect to die. You expect other people around you to die. And but David like, wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I also think that situation is a bit bizarre, though. And, you know, you can't really... It's difficult to say that. And then Pilar is so, like, nonchalant about the whole interaction in the first place. You know, surely he should have... You can see this guy's a bit screwed up. And I don't know whether it's just overconfidence. He's just high. He's just sort of, like, not really thinking about stuff. Because he is a bit of a loose cannon in that regard. He's he's very sort of mm. over the top and energetic and potentially a bit just willing to dive into any situation 
without really thinking it through. But he's also very streetwise and knows the world, like you say. So I don't know. It seems a bit contradictory to say they know it, yet they're willing to just throw mm-hmm. their life away uh, over something like this. That's something I think the show grapples with quite a lot is we yeah. see lots of characters making bad decisions. It's hard, make, it's hard, isn't it? When you need like, to make the narrative move. So you need things to happen, mm. need things to potentially go wrong to show certain elements. Yet you also want to portray this competent group of, you know, um, of like badass mercenaries. Bad, yeah. yeah. Like, it is really tough. And I think to a lesser degree, a lot of people would go, oh, it's it's badly written because they're acting like this way or that way. Or it's like, if I was in the narrative, I would just simply make the better decision. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, that's not fair because, yeah, I don't agree with that. But go on. Exactly. But these are flawed characters. Mm. They, as we see, Rebecca herself is constantly getting into trouble and causing issues. And David is bailing her out during the montages. She gets kidnapped. She gets like five guns pulled on her these like main has jacked himself up with so much cyberware that he's starting to get shakes yeah he keeps getting malfunction malfunctioning weapons doesn't he yeah his weapons are starting to not work because he's just got so much chrome on him but in assist if this was a quote-unquote realistic setting there would be people who do that people who just lose sight of the forest for the trees and keep pushing and pushing themselves closer to the edge <laughs> that they're running on. <laughs> and it just ends up being this, like we're watching these damaged people make the worst choices and making bad choices, but we uh, we can't reach in and tell them to stop. We can't reach in and tell Pilar to not go and talk to the guy who's clearly like skitzing out on top of a shipping container. Yeah. But he does it anyway, and he loses his head for it. Yeah, we can't I mean, tell. You've, you've convinced me. I, I guess I can buy that from Pilar. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that scene in general, mm. like talking about the animation in general, is it's oh. it's phenomenal. Like there are some amazing amazing parts in this entire in in these first five episodes. Um, uh, just to sidetrack slightly, the very mm. opening scene in episode one. That had oh me God. so confused until episode four or five. Whenever we, whenever we meet the guy, the the, the weird pornographic. Oh, video, uh, J.K. The, J.K. Yeah, um, yeah. That had me really confused mm. until that point. Did you re- understand what was happening? Like that he was because I was like having not experienced this world at all. I was like, is David controlling this? This guy, is he sort uh, of... Because he walks past the crime scene later, so you're like, it wasn't fiction. He, It was real, because there's the it evidence. It was a thing that happened. And they've yeah. got the spine. So, like, <laughs> it clearly happened. He experienced it happening. Was, mm. And it looked like a sort of VR video game, didn't it? The way he was sort of sat in the chair or sat laid down, sort of experiencing yeah. it. Um, so, yeah. did you Did you sort of... Did that all make sense to you? Yeah, I knew a little bit about what a brain dance was just from... Um, Is that what it's called, a brain dance? What I, yeah, from what I'd uh, seen in early cyberpunk uh, trailers. But as well, when he's talking to Doc immediately after he loads the chip, yeah, he says that his brain's still buzzing and he's like, and 
Doc says how he got it fresh off the corpse, um, mm. like immediately. And okay. I think the way that Doc and um, David have their conversation there was enough for me to be like, okay, so he's what he's doing is he's a sick fuck <laughs> and he wants to feel what it's like to die. <laughs> yeah. And murder a load of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, murder, I think he says 26, I think, yeah. uh, he tore through before he was taken down. Yeah, but that so, action sequence, man. What did you think? Like, this, this it is a bit hard to track, especially going stand. in like not really ex- knowing what to expect. Um, and again, just just to go back to your point, I think um, in hindsight, if I watched it again, that scene would make a lot more sense to me. Um, now I've got yeah. the, the wider world um, a bit more down. But yeah, it, um, the the way they sort of bring out the um, the chrome from like his knee and and things like yeah. that. It's it's so quick and so um, unapologetically just bold and brash that it is sometimes hard to clock what is going on. Um, mm. But I mean, there's no getting around this. It's blooming impressive, like the super speed uh, animation that they do, and then what the, the David does it. later on as well. Like it's just so, it's just so. I don't know what the word is. Rad. You know, it just feels Rad. so like raw. Yeah, well, no, not raw. Like, it's over the top. It's fluorescent colours, rainbow colours that change <laughs> as it goes After images around. behind you as you run a thousand miles an hour somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just... it's. I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of a bit of Arcane um, and, that, and that whole series because they do a lot with their animation that's really impressive, like just very edgy transitions and sort of um, mm-hmm. fun colour changes and colour swaps, which... Um, it's good. And there were other similarities with Arcane that we'll get into later, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, it was really cool opening scene. It gets you right in there. And then, and I was like, right, so this is the world we're going to follow these kind of characters. And then it cuts to this regular schoolboy who is just getting his, making his way, just getting his fix. And it follows him. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. This is better. (laughs) Cause I I was like struggling to keep up at that point. Cause I had no context. And now it slowed, then it slowed down and I could, I was able to track what was going on and then it builds into the world again. And we sort of, and then from an outsider, like, it's really cool to sort of just have all of these, it's like, oh, so that was that. And that was that. And it, when we finally get those moments, this again, it's just so, there's so much to unpick, like with the whole chips in the neck, like I have no idea really what that means everyone's got them everyone's got the ports everyone's got these little yep. usb cyber brain i think it's slots. i think every everybody has a cyber brain which is like a set of implants that directly interface with your brain yeah which you uh, can um store memories data things like that using the chips in your neck and you see like you said basically everybody in the setting has this when you open up the tabletop booklet it's like basically everybody worth their salt has a cyber brain yeah because that's how you just do things in night city yeah and then but then you can put upgrades and things in there so it's just so many questions like can you is there like a uh you know like those um japanese uh multi-story car parks that you drive in and then it stores mm. your car on loads of different floors is there, is there like that with the chips can you have multiple chips in the because there's only like two ports can you have multiple it's chips like that's four sort of, slots in total oh is there any is there four 
There's one on each. There's two on each side. All oh, right. Okay. Two on each side. So four mm. slots. But can you like just put loads of different ones in? Is it? Does it? Can it stack them in inside potentially? Like <laughs> and then stack them up. Like what well, are yeah, they for again, in day to day use? Like we see the guy with the MMA um, ha- uh, firmware, which is a clear, very specific use. But you're using a slot for that. So like, what day to day things do you need a slot for? Is it like so that? ties into the game a little bit as well um I've, i was looking it up because i'm about to start playing the game ah. watch the show okay um and you have cyberware slots yeah so certain cyberware takes up x amount of slots and i guess this is represented in the anime as the four that people have so as you level up in the game i believe you unlock more slots to enhance your cyberware further okay. so yeah i guess you can stack it so do you want a knife in your leg Cool, we can do that for you. Here's an extra slot. You want to know kung fu, or do you want to put a tracker in somebody? Sure, let's do that. You want to brain dance? Like, make sure you got a slot open, and it goes. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And then we see the whole. There's the whole scene when we meet Lucy for the first time, and she's oh. uh, on the train. And I mean, that whole arc is brilliant. Like, I love that she just turns him over straight away. And David's like, mm. cool. Yep. She screwed me. Okay. Um, can I join your gang, please? <laughs> and it's, <sure. laughs> what if I join your gang? <laughs> yeah. I know you're beating the crap out of me right now. And I know you want to kill me, but um, can I Trade join? offer. The Sandevastan stays with me and I join your gang. <laughs> and you pay no. me. <laughs> what? No, I'm just going to take it from you. How, how I'm about... going to tear it out of your spine. And then I'm going to get a ripper to then reattach it to my spine. How about if I grab your cigarette really quick? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a fun... And the whole... And there's there's a romance in this series. There's a romance between Lucy yeah. and David. And he gets he gets, he gets gets laid, man. Like, he, he's doing he well. Does. Go, he does. She I takes him to the moon. That's something that we do need to, to bring in. I, we'll talk about the moon scene because I f- fucking love the moon scene. <laughs> It's currently my background on my PC. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> just the uh, the way that um, I was going to say something. What was it? What was I going to say? <laughs> no. The relationship between Lucy and yeah. So the way that she kind of come barrels in, and then she's just this big bundle of energy for David to bounce off of for the whole kind of first uh, episode, like two and three. Mm. I think it's cool and we should talk about the fact that the show is quite adult. It's definitely, definitely rated 18, I would imagine. Yeah, there's a the every bone. two seconds. There's people Eyeballs slicing in half. flying everywhere. Yep. Actual just shots of people having sex. Mm, just yep. dead ass in the there's, middle. There's, Lots there's of that nudity. running montage that's played twice so far of him going to different points in the city and sitting in different places. And there's just like these like really grimy seedy people in different places with like, yep. and they've <laughs> like flashlights debaters just yeah, like, like... attached. <laughs> and then he's talking to the doc yes. and the doc's just like, no, I'm not going to put that on your back. And then he just turns on his masturbator and then goes, ah, fuck it. I'll do it anyway. Yeah. Whilst it's still going. Oh, like... That scene with doc as well though, like just to get away from the seedy stuff with the arm changes. I was like, holy crap. That's oh. cool. Uh, it's, it's just gonna so cool yeah i think he's just got an arm for every type of 
yeah. cyberware that he needs to install. Do you think he ever it's leaves? Just, and this, what his his thing? Well, yeah, we don't see him leave. But I feel like it's all I very set up. He's just such like, a degenerate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never sees the light. Of he's it. just there, just like he's so selfish, and he just every step of the way, David trusts him because like they've been running together for a bit, and he's been helping him shift these brain dances of people dying. Yeah, but when he brings the Sedevistan to him. He goes, okay, put this, like, it's time I chrome the fuck up. Awesome scene. He gets it attached, and then Doc's, like, being super selfish. He's like, oh, if you go crazy and you want me to take it off, I get it for free. So yeah. he doesn't give him the meds. Yeah. And then he charges him for the meds afterwards, and he doesn't tell him the side effects. And it's like, huh, this guy's a bastard. Yeah. Yeah, he is a bit of a bastard. He does give him a few, like, bits of information. He, 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 look, he's seen so much stuff. Like, he doesn't care about the kid. He's willing to, like... He's not going to go out of his way to help him in any stretch. But he also doesn't... Uh, he does He does fuck him over a bit. He doesn't act... To, he fucks him over because he wants the Sedevistan. Yeah. But he doesn't... But he's not... He's not after, deli- yeah. He's not yeah. deliberately going after out David of his way shows, to hurt the kid. He's just sort of... Yeah. He's just sort of like... Well, out. apart from the fact that he was like, I'm not going to tell you that if you use it more than three times, you're going to burn out. And he uses it ten times in one day. <laughs> Well, no, he's not going to give him the specifics, but he does say, you can't handle this shit. Like, don't do this. He does warn him, to be fair. Yeah, that is fair. So anyway, you wanted to talk about the moon trip. Ah! And the song's playing. It's called I Really Want to Stay at Your House. It's in the the main game. And just, I don't know. I keep getting arrested for loitering. For for loitering outside your house. Please let me in. That reminds me, weird deep cut. Very, very English. Do you remember Son of Dork? Yeah. Yeah. There was a song on their album where it's like, I'm standing here outside your house. I'm here. Your boyfriend's there and I'm revving my car engine. And I could do it. I could do it, but I'm not going to. But I could. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sure. It's one of my favourite songs when I was growing up. (laughs) I think that says says more about about you than it does about Son of Dork, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, the moon. Um, yeah, Lucy kind of vibes with David right off the bat. We get an incredible scene of them escaping from um, uh, an ambulance. Yeah, that's where... a bit weird, though. You say it's incredible. She doesn't really act like really? that in any other situation. She just goes manic and like yeah. very sort of um, what's she called? What's the what's the Joker's girlfriend called? Fuck. Oh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um very Harley Quinn sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Lucy, that's her big kind of I guess she's showing her who she really is and then for the rest of these five episodes she's very contained and she's very she teases David when they're alone and kind of makes fun of him and they go yeah. on the brain dance to the moon which visually is just stunning. I I've just got my new TV, so maybe I'm biased. Like <laughs> Is because that, there's is, so is, much Yeah. It, it it was it was really, really gorgeous. Is that a brain dance then? Because they were able to control their own actions in that. Yes, because they call it a BD. So certain BDs you can interact with, like it's VR. Other ones it's like you can't yeah. control the guy who's just died because he's been shot in the face by a railgun. <laughs> but you can experience it with the pain inhibitors like hmm. turn to whatever you like. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I know. I know. There's something just about the when they're both wearing the helmets, the way that the oh. reflection was working in the helmet. Just something in my brain just went. 
I really like this. Yeah, <laughs> this it was is really nice. good. It was nice. I thought that as well. It's like that's it. Uh, they, they've they've clearly done that just so they can be like, hey, look what we can do. Look 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 at look at <laughs> look how, how good, good our animation are. is. <laughs> <laughs> hey we're going to animate the entire reflection in the uh in the helmet whilst he's already moving <laughs> you um, damn right we are um damn right i yeah. want to talk a little bit about the the humor in the series yeah. like how did you find the um like the jokes and the comedic timing of certain bits honestly i didn't really notice that much um it, it is very few and far between yeah um, like, there's a few bits like there's 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 banter i wouldn't necessarily find the, the, say it was jokes but the bits I remember is like when he sat chatting to uh, Maine and about and sat and the, the other there was a bit of an interaction actually outside with that guy with the auto car the, the repair guy who um, mm. so oh, can't yeah. hear anything and he keeps your like, name's like, Davis yeah Davis you don't need to shout um, <laughs> yeah so I mean that was fine like yeah it wasn't amazing but whatever um anything that stood out to you anything what are what are your thoughts there's a few bits with like uh when david's used the bullet time like on the train and then he's like oh yeah let's go hit one more car and his nose is bleeding and then he just oh it just oh it just just slides slides down down the stairs yeah no that was good yeah there were a few moments with and then him yeah go on with main as well like he he, when he's he, he walks in I was like, name's Maine. This is Dorio. That's Pilar. This is Kiwi. Hi, I'm David. And then he just slaps the shit out of him and goes, <laughs> nobody fucking asked. Put the chip in. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that must blooming hurt. Like, I it, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. This really, it, David took that like an absolute champ. Um, Didn't even flinch. No. Um, yeah. Comedy, comedy, comedy's all right. It, 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 there's a bit of levity in there, and again, like some of the action stuff and some of the way David moves, like the, the, mm. it, it, it does add a bit of bit of levity. Why does he? Why does he run with his hands in his pocket like an absolute weirdo? Like in the first episode, he's oh. running along and his legs are going. <laughs> and his arms way. in his pocket. It's the style, you know. And then he jumps into the chair, and his hands haven't left his pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I was like, oh, damn. This guy, he's got attitude. <laughs> yeah. And this then, guy doesn't play by the rules. Uh, it's like, then the voice on the um, on the screen's like, David, what's, whatever. Um, you're not in the uniform again. Like, yeah, it's, it's in, in the, the wash. wash. Do you not have a spare? Yeah, it's in the wash too. And it's everyone's the just there too. like fuming. And then you it's the hardware fries everything. He's such a dick. <laughs> he is. Like, you... you you can understand where some of the others are coming from. Like he did just blow their entire, like that was meant to be their meditation session for the morning. Right. Just They're not calm anymore. A glitchy black hole to like yeah. envelop their entire Arguably, mind. his mum had the credits. Why did I call them credits? That's a different thing. Um, his, Eddie's. Yeah, Eddie's. His mum had the Eddie's by the time he went to school. He said he'd do it. If he had done it, arguably his mum's still alive. Because she went, yeah, it was on the way she's back, not from driving school. back from school. <laughs> yeah. And he would. Ouch. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, maybe just Ooh. don't be a dick and listen to your mum. And there we see again, like the characters make dumbass decisions <laughs> and they have to live with the consequences. Yeah. 
Um, it's mm. fun. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, just a couple more highlights for the action scene. Sure. Really. Like the car chase in episode three. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I really liked it, even though the car kind of felt quite light. It was very CG. Mm. But having just yeah. those oh two Japanese God, guys turn it. up, it's just bunny hopping over <laughs> barriers and like I'm not really sure. Just like the game. Yeah. <laughs> what What is driving physics? It just yeah. doesn't work. Feels very. Um... Hey, I watched a lot. I'm just realizing I watch. I you know when I was obsessed with like building computers and stuff and was was hoping uh-huh. to build my own pc um and then i thought lol no i'll just buy a mac um i i was watching a lot of <laughs> like people building pcs and i'm sure as one of their sort of tests they used cyberpunk has it got like incredible graphics with like ray tracing and stuff um built in yeah if you're playing on pc or if you're playing on uh next gen consoles there is a ray tracing mode and a performance mode to run like running in 4k and at 60 frames per second mm. that's recently come to the next gen consoles but people on pc managed to patch it uh much earlier okay and it is a very visually stunning game like yeah. it's super real like compared to the anime which is really stylized um the game is very realistic in its graphics and um there's a lot of characters moving independently there's a lot of traffic which is one of the reasons why it was so buggy when it launched like the systems just couldn't handle it and they hadn't figured out a workaround yet okay fun fact the um all of the settings almost all of the settings i should say are locations that you can visit in the game and then they've done background art over the top um and then yeah you can go Check it out. So it's it's really faithful to the uh, original stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So you wanted to talk about yeah, the action the, scene. So yeah, the car is very light. The car's the, the it, it very does, light, and that's another sort of criticism. I think uh, definitely they do seem to be a bit sort of rubbery at times, and then not at other times. And that's very trigger in terms yeah. of trying to like use the animation to squash and stretch to like emphasize movement. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it works as well with the car because the car was just a 3D model that didn't then bend around stuff. So, yeah. like, if you're going to do it, go whole hog or not. But the end of that fight sequence where um, oh. the oh. second punk turns up. Where Main and, like, just that shotgun to the, to, to the entirety of his existence. Just like... <laughs> through him there's just bits of bone and teeth just and just shrapnel just hitting the barrels behind he's minced he is absolutely dead. Gone. so dead like no one is so there's good. nothing left he's cremated in an instance <laughs> he does not need to go and to like, a cremation center before then like uh lucy has already like torn off his arm and she's got like bits of bone and stuff stuck in her like laser wires yeah and she's got like, like wonder oh, woman's that's... whip that seems to just like just tear through muscle yeah. fibers as you like sure but like oh my god that dude is so dead yeah he's very dead and he was wasn't ducked, was... so he was like japanese apparently he was just an actual japanese dude i think what i think that one of them might be a jojo like he sounds a lot like him i need to i need to research it but right I love those two guys. Two guys turn out up out of nowhere, bounty hunters shouting Japanese on the freeway, and then one of them has five blades in every limb trying to kill David, and it's just glorious. 
Yeah, it, it reminds me of the OVAs from the 80s where it was just, how do we sell this? Boobs and hyperviolence. Yeah, yeah. It's back, baby. Yeah. I, I, it did give me weird, um, it, weird throwbacks to Transformers when they, when they introduced the, that green and red little robots that were supposed to be the fun ones. And they were supposed to be like yeah. the jokey ones. And I, I never really got on with those guys. So I was a bit, I was a bit conservative when it came to these guys that just rocked up um, and tried to sort of. But they died very swiftly. One of them got bisected by a truck. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, you just. And it slowed it down as well. It's like it, we're going, it's getting run over by a truck and we're going to focus and it's, it just bisected. As his body comes apart. Just rises apart you enjoy at the that. waist. Of course. Oh. Like God, an I, I will say as well. Popped out. Yeah. With with the main scene where he uses the big gun to explode the, the bandit guy. Yeah. And this is something that the show does a few times throughout its runtime. Mm-hmm. Often a very pivotal moment will happen, usually involving several degrees of hyperviolence happening in slow motion. Yeah. But the show will not just show it from one angle. It will show it from multiple different angles in a row up to four to five times and it's animated from a different perspective a different angle and with a different like focus every time and i goddamn love it the effort to animate the same thing four times just to be like yeah we know it's cool we know that you sick fuckos want to watch this here you go here's pilar being blown up in 12 different angles in 4k yeah thanks yeah i mean i'm game for that like it's it it adds to it, like it, it makes it more Again, cinematic. It makes the it... impact of that specific moment, yeah, heightened. Yeah, it's pretty damn, pretty damn dope. Um, cool. Op. There's fire that burns. Franz Ferdinand. Franz. How did they get Franz Ferdinand? I, I, I mean, it's well, it's probably an old IP now. Like I remember buying the album when I was about. 12 or whatever um it was one of the first Ooh. albums that i really sort of got into and i i loved franz ferdinand growing up um well no i say mm. that there's a very brief period when i loved franz ferdinand before i went into punk rock uh for like the next nice. four years but um <laughs> franz ferdinand just such a bizarre and it, the song works though like i love it absolutely the visuals are so for, for Trigger, they're very basic. Like, there's there's some cool stuff yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool stuff with, like, the way they... The silhouettes and the way the animation is completely different inside the silhouette. And it's all, like, fast-moving mm. and block colours on the outside. Showing all the different characters and the skyscrapers and stuff. Like yeah, Kill Bill. Inside of David. It's just, like, a bright yellow yeah. background. Um, but the, the soundtrack just has this... Yeah, presence to it. And I don't know whether that's because of our association with Franz Ferdinand growing mm. up, but it it's it's dope. I love it. It's really good. Yeah. No, I agree. Um I think the fact that it's David starting really kind of framed very small at the beginning. And then he builds up and he starts to approach the camera and he's yeah. getting bigger and bigger as he's starting to challenge, I guess, the city itself, because we see all these skyscrapers coming in. Mm. And by the end of it, it's really interesting that the the riff in the song, it never gets to the burn this city 
part of the lyrics. Yeah. It only talks about the fire inside and how it burns. Mm. It never says about the burning of the city because none of the characters can stop Night City. It's this behemoth of whatever. Right. And it ends with a man made of skyscrapers shooting somebody in the face. And it's like, <laughs> ah, Night City is a bad place, is it? I, thanks. I didn't get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's great. Like, I give it a assassinating an archduke of a small nation and causing a world war. <laughs> <at a time. laughs> uh, sure. Why not? Why not? Um, let's, I'll give it a, um, <laughs> a 12 year old's first album out of, out of 10. <laughs> just, That's sh- pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. Um, it also, this also, it's very, very tenuous link, but it just, the way this is a Netflix original, right? Yes, it was Netflix partnered with CD Project Red and Trigger. So, like, so like the way fully done through it. the way they've done that, and the way Arcane also went with like Imagine Dragons for their OPs and their 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 soundtrack. Um, it's just got that sort of similarity with real world bands or Western bands, should I say? Um, sort of singing mm. that, that to try and sort of bring it across to a Western market a little bit more and, and things like that. Kind of, as sad as it is to say, it does lend itself to having a bit more gravitas to it when it's like it's a big Western song by a big artist. Mm. Like, you said, like, um, I don't know if you know who he is, um, Hideo Kojima. He created yeah. the Metal Gear Solid franchise. All right, okay. He's very well known for having a very high opinion of uh, movies and art, and he brings that to work in his games as well. So Death Stranding used lots of real-world actors. He's on good terms with like Gilmero del Toro and stuff like that. And he said that he wasn't going to check out Cyberpunk until he heard that the OP was Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. So he watched the OP and watched the first episode, and then he watched throughout the rest of the series. Wow. So. It is definitely a tactic to bring people in. Yeah. But it's also a banger song. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, it complain. works. And, it, you know, like, I don't know. People will have their opinions on it. But I think, it, again, at the end of the day, a bit like what you just said, it's an art form. You can, mixing and matching genres and stylings is, is, is what makes things interesting and unique. So go for it. Like, it doesn't always need to be the same old recipe. Um, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and how about the ED then? What did you think? So, I think the visuals again were very simple. Um, there's a little bit of sequencing going on, a little bit of movement, but um, generally fairly. We get some insane cuts of naked Lucy net diving. Oh yeah, yes, there is that insane. Okay, it's just very fluid. It's it's yeah. like, and it's only in the middle of the song. It's not all throughout. Yeah. There are definitely a lot of corners cut at the very beginning and near the end. Yeah, but there's like a, a solid as the chorus hits. Yeah, there's like three shots of Lucy falling in various different poses. Okay, rather explicitly. Maybe I sort of, which I was like, oh, yeah. Maybe I sort of didn't really pay much attention. Um, it feels very epic. I like the song choice. I think it, it's it's let me down. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I didn't mean to, but it it feels kind of, it feel kind it feels kind of epic and, and big and yeah, it's fun. I give it a um uh, I give it a blockbuster movie out of ten. Ooh, that damn That's pretty high praise. Mm, depends yeah, what you think I, of blockbuster I really movies. Liked it. Oh yeah, like a tentpole movie. 
just like a like a Bond theme. Yeah, that's a, that's a totally different thing. It's like when you know when like the Hunger Games came out and like Ellie Golding would do like the yeah. Hunger Games song yeah. that would not turn up anywhere but the credits. Yeah, like that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked the lyrics and I liked how it was all about struggling for freedom and burning the city down and then trying to get through to those who are close to you. I think the lyrics match the themings of the show very well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, using the pastel colors of blue and pink to outline Lucy with the uh, shadows and the light was a great choice. Looked really good. Fun fact, this is actually a full, fully animated music video that tells a prequel story to the anime following another um, wow. Edge Runner in Main's crew. Okay. So it's on it's on YouTube. If you type in Cyberpunk Let Me Down, okay. then it's worthwhile. It's like four minutes long. It's the full yeah. song and it's done by another studio. Yeah, it's really good. I, yeah, I, I'll I check thoroughly it out. recommend it. That's fun. Uh, I, I give it a naked net dive out of 10. Why wouldn't you? Um, okay, brilliant. Right. So, Sam, I'm thinking for the end of this episode, because we're watching it again yes. next week, I think. We reserve judgment on whether it gets in the universe until we've watched all 10, which is a little bit harsh considering no other show has had that kind of... Has ever had this has ever had that level of pressure put onto yeah. it. <laughs> but I think it'll be fun. And I think today we need to sort of just summarise these first five and think about like, is there any, are there any major turnoffs? Does it do a good job of executing the concept? And yeah, then leave the big question until next week when we've watched until next everything. week and if the, I, 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 I'm all, spin it around have you got any sort of have you, I'm assuming you haven't watched the final five you've watched the you've watched the, you've watched it all haven't you I twice <laughs> what <laughs> oh Sam I don't know what that says I don't, maybe it's because I thought it was really bad you know that could be, that could be a thing <laughs> of course um, just a glutton for punishment look, I, I really am Oh, glutton for punishment is um, an apt term. Look, just on these first five alone, I'll say world building wise and character wise, I really kind of fell in love with the setting of Night mm. City enough so that I really want to go and play the game. Yeah. And I like this crew of misfits um, a lot. Yep. I think there are plenty of turnoffs. Yeah. However, there is so much gore, nudity, there's a lot of swearing and violence and it can be a lot mm. for some, for, like for some people. I get it. Um, you, I think you have to be in a very specific state of mind if you want to enjoy a cyberpunk story, and that's not going to be for everybody because it is very bleak a lot yeah. of the time, and a lot of the happiness that is derived from the setting often gets snuffed out very quickly. But I don't know. Something just really resonated for these first five episodes with me, and. That's why I wanted you to check it out. How about you? What did you think? Um, I think it's hard for me to really comment on the execution of the concept because I think that needs to come from fans of the sort of series and fans, yeah. fans, fans of the franchise, should I say? Um, but I, from what from what I know of it and from what I've experienced so far, I think it was really impressive. I think everything that was in the show, from the aesthetic to the characters, like you say was done really well. Um, really enjoyed um, David. Yeah, David. Yep. David is David the protagonist. Um, 
he, he, he was edgy but not sullen in the same way that a lot of these characters are portrayed where like yeah. it's like oh it's all about me he's he's very pragmatic and seems to be quite i'm, I'm gonna do this i'm gonna you know there's certain parts where he's a bit down on himself and a bit depressed and you sort of think they could go too much with that but i like that mm-hmm. he he listens pulls to, himself back yeah, and he listens to the characters around him. He listens to Maine when he gives him advice and he's like, I'm going to, right, I'm going to step up and I'm not going to rely on you guys. I'm going to make it on my own. And so yeah. he's very, seems fairly switched on. And we know that yeah. he's a smart kid because he's academic. Um, he said he has mm. like perfect scores. Straight A's yeah. across the board. Yeah. So I think everything in the world building has been really good up to this point. And it's just entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's great entertainment. Like you say, there's loads Definitely. of turnoffs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it brings it all together in the end. Um, I'm, th- mm. I'm, I'm also thinking about what I'm predicting for the final five because... Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you more than anything was yeah. where we are now compared to any other time that we've reviewed any show mm. or movie. Um, we're sitting here halfway into a show with half to go. Yep. One, what's your big prediction of the week, which we've not had yet? Yeah. And two, do you think that given the first five and the pacing and everything like that, do you think that we'll reach a satisfying conclusion by the time the credits roll on episode 10? That's a very good question. And now I'm rethinking everything because I was trying to summer, I was trying to think of like episode 10 as a conclusion, as a one off series, but there's every chance this will go on forever. Um, ah. I think the end end goal is David becomes main effectively. He becomes so kitted up with stuff that he sort of takes over. Actually, no, no. My prediction is, okay, maybe not by the end of this series. Again, it's I I have no idea. I think the pacing at the minute is too slow to get to a satisfying overall conclusion that ends the whole arc Mm -hmm. of that character. So potentially... And, and it'd be tricky to do. But my overall thinking is the way he looked at Faraday, he wants that role. He 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 is mm. thinking back to his mom who wanted him to be in that high position. And he sees that's where the real power is. That's where the real control is. So he wants to get to a yeah. stage where he can challenge for that. Um, don't know how he really gets into that. Maybe he does go back to the school. Maybe it ends with like such a big showdown that everything goes tits up and for some reason or another he gets back into the school and is now like on track to become the next big thing something like that mm-hmm. i think that'd be a cool sort of twist that he sort of gets out of the edge running um world but has all the experience yeah. of that and knows how to use it to his advantage that'd be quite a cool so that he can climb the ladder yeah. and get to the top of our soccer like his mum wanted yeah uh. um because he has got a what is it um and not what's, what's the word called a scholarship. He's got a scholarship now. Um, on yes, the, line the principal rings him back. And he has like, turned hey, look, we've, uh, we've He just keeps funded. offering him new things. Like, come on, come back, come back. <laughs> come on, come back, please. Yeah, that's another thing we didn't really touch on, like the way that the corpos are uh, looking into David and are trying to yeah, kind of bring back, because they, they see potential in him. He's a valuable asset. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... We'll see how that pans out as we go. I think, I think the... Ooh. the yeah, I'll go on. Oh, it's fine. Thank I was just going to say, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Lucy and his relationship develops because I feel like going to the moon mm, yeah. would pull us out of it a little bit. 
as cool as those scenes were, it does pull us out of Night City and ends up a bit more, I don't know, fantasy-esque. A bit far-fetched, yeah. Um, but I did like that David kind of tore it down and saying, oh, it's all just... Yeah, like propaganda. It's, it's a one-way ticket. You've got to... Yeah, he's basically trying to get people off the planet. Yeah. It's just a, it's a prison in the sky. But then he promises yeah. to take her there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so... As you do. Oh, there's just so much stuff to, to go into, but I think we're running low, we're long, running low on time. Yes. And uh, we should start to wrap this up. My final um, fun fact for you, Will, yep. is do you know who voices Faraday? No, no idea. Who voices Faraday? It's Gus from Breaking Bad. Gus? Which one's Gus? The guy who was in charge of the chicken place. Oh my God, you're trying to... You're testing me now. I haven't... In charge of the chicken. Do you mean he was like one of the best? He was one of the best. Okay, okay, better one. Mandalorian. He's the guy who turns up at the end with the dark saber. Okay. Know him? No. The boys. He's there. He's the executive of, uh, of like Vort Industries. <laughs> no. Oh my god. He's like a TV legend. He's excellent. Okay. I'm basically. sure I'd know him if I saw and him. It was like, you definitely. Would. I've seen all of those. Those things as well i just can't picture him in my head at all so hey all right there you are um, play. all right well all right. uh well join us back here next week guys yes um to see the conclusion of cyberpunk edge runners we will watch the last five episodes and then let you know what we think of the series all together and let us know if you like this format as well uh in terms of looking at an entire show and talking about it in halves rather than just the first three episodes brilliant are we leaving it there i think so all right thank you guys for listening uh hit us up with your thoughts on this series and we will see you next week <laughs>